Good afternoon, and Max's case here. Uh, Roundtable. Uh, we've got the Max uh, joining us. Good afternoon, Max. Um, so night last night in American Soccer. Beat up on Mexico. Get that classic. And uh, you know, I got a nervous energy out for tonight. And uh, yeah. I saw you uh, had a picture of uh, Disco. Did you do a round or tomorrow after and do a round of disc golf so it's something after i started the service and it's like i've really stepped it up and we've made like members and some local germans so it's I'd, you know you do a little hike speak it seems like it's picked up just in general you know i know you see it a little bit usa they had it yeah. uh, there i haven't you know you know i have you see it on tv you know uh, they're over in i think it was asia that awesome shot you know hole in one or whatever I forget the distance. It was incredible to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said in the last year, the pandemic really of the sport. It's kind of um, you're already kind of social distancing out there too. So it's been a lot of fun. What's How up? you doing, guys? Doing good. Doing well here. We couldn't have right? Max on without. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how are you, Robert? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Was gonna really gonna be a little bit about Max, kind of Germany. What's it like following? You know, he's awesome. done that, I believe, in Guam. And so, uh, as far as uh, international, uh, Max has got that locked down. And then, of nice. course, a couple of when he was stationed in Louisiana, Shreveport area, a couple of times. Uh, to Toyota live and in person here. So, awesome. Robert, uh, you still got your USA stuff on oh, from last Oh, still buzzing from last night, that victory. Oh, man. Yes, yes. Can't get enough. Keep watching the goal. So awesome. I, I thought the U.S. was... I didn't, you know, you know, the second half, what, at one point they said, but I thought the deal was just outstanding. Now, Mexico did have a cup spec, but... Those, those one or... Oh, my goodness. Like... Yeah. What I kept asking myself, right, because was that diving save that he had, what was it, or something? Mm -hmm. Would Turner That's have gotten cool. there? No. Uh, Turner's a beast, though. He's yeah. actually turned. So, uh, Max here, uh, you're over in Germany. So, let, let's just go uh, macro at this level. So, what's the soccer football culture like in Germany? Especially, you know, we're growing. And I know we're not anywhere many, but just like, what's the, what's some of the big difference? I would say the biggest difference that uh, like right away is just people playing everywhere. If you've ever traveled internationally before anywhere in Europe, um, there's just, there's always a ball at the kids' feet everywhere in an open park on pavement. And then there's those same little, um, like mini pitch goals everywhere. So like we and, have basketball, they have soccer. Right, hundred percent. And um, I've been to England. I've been to Scotland. Even in Guam, it was it was a lot more like that. But then the other really really cool thing is there's little clubs everywhere, and the clubs here all have like restaurants attached to it. So it becomes like a family experience when you take your kids to the academy. The parents are sitting at the restaurant having a beer, watching their kids play, and then. 
it's uh you know just so much of a culture around the local club like on my run this morning i passed three actual fully like full clubs in the local area here like fifth sixth tier in german soccer it's yeah. it's amazing do you have any experience i know you travel quite a bit robert you have any experience uh over in europe or any place like that yeah i went to a, a Bayern munich uh against fc hansa rostock game and it was the the atmosphere is just electric <laughs> it's just wild and we intentionally sat in the visiting section just to see what it was like and just that you get the police presence and then just like it was a tension it was like political tension it wasn't even just a game yeah it was kind of wild that was a, a team from the the western block against the eastern block and it was like yeah they weren't excited it was interesting but that there was flares going off. I mean, it was just, it was kind of wild. Yeah, you had to be careful. Like, people were getting arrested. It was, it was a little bit different. So, for San Antonio FC, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, there's a seven-hour difference. Um, you know, it's, what, 4 o'clock your time. It's just now 9 o'clock our time when, when we're recording this here. So, obviously, tonight at, what, 8 o'clock, um, SAFC will kick off. So, that means it'll be... Uh, I think it'll be 3. 3 a.m. your time yeah. here. Wow. Yeah. So, I dealt with it a little bit the other way when I when I was stationed out in Hawaii. And I know you did that in Guam where, you know, hey, sports are in the morning. But yes, which is go... way better. Is <laughs> the Pacific is way better. You just wake up early, coffee and games on. It's yeah. Amazing. By mid afternoon, Even if your team loses, your day's not over. You're like, well, I have my whole day to get over this. That, that was like uh, the World Cup when it was in Korea and right. uh, Japan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two in the morning. Let's watch the game. That was wild. Well, that's so, why I like. I'll follow a little bit of the, uh, and, and I don't think they played this year. Um, the uh, what the A League, I think, it is in Australia. Right. Yeah. No, they didn't play. You could have it. Uh, you know, they'll have one usually. I think what 11, 12 o'clock at night. But you know, if you're up late, late night, or if you have problems sleeping, you know, they usually got a game. You know, middle of the night that you can watch, and of course they play. Uh, to me, their talent level is probably very similar to MLS, you know, what's played here in the United States and, you know, always pretty competitive matches. So, uh, through there here. Um, so what's a typical game day like for you over there, uh, Max, as, as far as, you know, when it comes to SAFC, um, obviously you're not most likely watching live un unless you're, um, on duty or, and you have the ability to watch, uh, right, right here. Yeah. So, um, Believe it or not, the easiest way to like kind of stay in tune with what the team is doing is like I just have the notifications on the team Twitter, right? So that keeps me throughout the week in tune to what's happening. But um, yeah, you have to come up with some sort of strategy of how you're going to watch the game. If you're going to watch on delay, then you have to get rid of all your internet devices, turn off all the notifications, like. If it's a Saturday match, Friday night, I'm turning off all my notifications, turning off everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I end up waking up around five so I can watch a full match before I have to go to work, you know. Nice. And then um, for the playoffs, I have to watch those live, right? <laughs> so the hardest thing to do is to decide, all right, am I going to, like, stay up all night? Or am I going to, like, <laughs> try to go to bed early, get a nap in? So that's what I'm going to do tonight. And I tell you, it's the worst sleep ever because you're so nervous 
trying to lay down at like 10 o'clock at night knowing that you're going to wake up early and like that's going to be it. Like I'm going to sleep really bad tonight, but it's okay. <laughs> well, at least you got, happened last night. At least you got time to recover. Um, and well, depending on what your work schedule is. So it's at least it's not a Sunday night match. Right. That's going to be God forbid or not God forbid, but hopefully they do. But when the, <laughs> the finals is on, is on a Sunday night. And I'm like, okay, how do I, you know, if San Antonio is able to go, I've already been kind of looking at airfares to say, hey, you know, if we can reach that far planning wise, so that way I can plant the seed with the, with the wife and say, hey. <laughs> so you're going to fly out and go? <laughs> well, it depends. Um, if it's in Birmingham, I'll probably drive. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, see if a couple of people want to go, you know, yeah. I've, already, I've already said, hey, AJ, you, you know, you may miss, you know, Monday of school, you know, and drive because it's Thanksgiving weekend. So that's the other thing that sucks about it is, of course, mm-hmm. flying high, you know, to fly there. But if it's Charlotte or Louisville um, and I've done the Tampa drive, it's a hard drive Ooh, and it's not yeah. so much getting there. It's getting back in, in a yeah. timely manner to be able to, you know, make it to work. Uh, right, yeah. and then you're probably yeah. ruined for that next work day. <laughs> yeah, so with it being with it be, well, you figure if it's Sunday night, you're gonna have to miss Monday anyways, no matter if you're flying or or driving, because no matter the result, you're most likely oh, yeah. going to the pub afterwards and either crying or celebrating, you know, one of the two. So that's another thing that's uh completely different about the soccer here, right? So I live about 20 minutes from Frankfurt. And uh, I've gone to three of their continental matches, right? So the Bundesliga matches are like 3.30 kickoff in the afternoon, like pretty nice. Like, you know, it's, it's not, I won't say a tame environment, but just it's a different feeling. Whereas the Europa League is what they're in right now. It's a Wednesday and it kicks off at 9 p.m. And so like, it's completely dark. It's just a totally different feeling in the city. And then the really, really cool thing here is when you buy a ticket, it comes with public transportation, all modes. So like um, it comes with a train ticket, the like the street train, buses. So like your ticket to the stadium gets you there. Everything is taken care of. And then that's when you have like the visiting supporters invading the train station. And then uh, it's it's just unreal. Yeah, the public transit there is nice, too. Is that just because they don't have, you know, like here stateside, most everybody drives. And so, you know, there, there's, you know, parking lots everywhere. Or is it more, you know, hey, just trying to be safe, you know, with, you know, let's be honest, most people, you know, consume alcohol um, along those lines. It's, it's a little bit of um, a couple of factors, right? Like definitely the drinking and driving, it's very, very strict here. Um, so that's one factor. And then also um, cars in Germany are a luxury that most people can't afford, right? Like yeah. um, just the fuel, right? You're paying by liter. So it's it's super expensive. We get a discount through the military, but um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of the safety issue. And then also just not a lot of people have cars. And I mean, uh, there's nowhere to park either. A lot of those places. Nowhere to like park. Nowhere. The yeah. smart cars are everywhere because there's there's nowhere to park. You can park the smart cars like yeah, that's why you per- all perpendicular in a spot. It's yeah. 
you, you're driving around, you're like, oh, I get it now. Okay, I understand. Because <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So, has there been any, uh, S, you know, just kind of looking at the season, has there been any SAFC games that kind of stood out to you, you know, you know, you know, from uh, watching in Germany? Um, of course, I get up for all the Copa Tejas matches and, you know, a little disappointed how that ended up, but um, I know we've beaten RGV a couple times, and I'm just so excited. Actually, once this year. It's one okay. win. Just one once. win for each and two draws. Okay. So I, I'm just so excited that this is going to be the highest stakes that we've ever had this matchup. And, like, I, I, I shouted out before. Yeah. I remember when I was in Guam, it was the last day of the regular season. I don't remember what year it was. Maybe it was 2016. But we had to beat RGV to get into the playoffs. And they that knocked was the us first out. year, and we got yeah. pummeled. Yeah. I was I there. Still, <laughs> I still remember that. And I was just – like I'm hoping we can get some revenge and knock them out tonight. Yeah, so it, it'll it'll. So yeah, we traveled down. Um, 2016 was kind of special because the first match they had at UTRGV campus, San Antonio and you know Mission City and Crocketeers, um, 210 wasn't around at that time. Um, they rented buses and took down there. I think there was one, at least one bus. I don't remember if there was one or two. I think it was just the one um, that we went down. Um, and then the second match uh, was at the practice field um, at HEB Park where they were playing. And um, I remember that one because the stampede was behind the goal. And each time they scored, they had some Yahoo grab their little flag and run up and down, you know, where the, I, where the I fans remember were that. Set, yeah. setting on. And, and you just, you just wanted to trip them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like, it was really, really windy. Foul. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Good> boot out. <laughs> so, but no, that was, and then of course, uh, when they opened up, uh, cause the first year, you know, they, they pretty much controlled San Antonio. I think they won the series, what, three, one that first year. And then, uh, of course, uh, the, the fight in Billy Forbes uh, opened up HEB Park. And, uh, you know, we were able to claim our second home initially there. So, but uh, this year it's been interesting. Uh, I think, at least in my opinion, I think San Antonio has been the better team. Um, however, uh, you know, you know, the, uh, the bike, uh, you know, caused a, a tie through there and then of course oh, yeah. uh, the the you know you know we, we can't uh, forget uh, uh las gatos blancos uh making the trip um and however what's the funny part about it is rgv thinks that's a good thing for them because with that delay it actually allowed the bike to take place so so your thoughts on on the game we'll start with you uh uh robert your thoughts on what's going to happen tonight I, i'm like i said i'm optimistic i, I feel dos acero revisited tonight <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know a little biased but you know i'm optimistic but nervously i mean like i said the teams are evenly matched you have to give rgb credit i mean mm -hmm. they have gotten hot at the end when it matters and like they I said, started they out well, had a slump, and, and, and continued on through. Yep. So, like I said, Dosa Cerro's my call. Yep. I'm excited. You know, I, I 
I feel really good tonight. I feel like it's going to be ours for the taking. The offense has been clicking really well, and the midfield's been doing really well too. And who knows, you know, um, this should be hopefully our last season with Gallegos. And um, I'm I'm feeling a three-one um, with the good guys on top. So. Yeah, I, I I don't know who scores first though. That's <laughs> oh, I think San Antonio does. If if I think the the longer the game goes scoreless, <clears throat> I think the pressure kind of builds um, on SAFC. Um, and yeah. I think you know, as much as I give Landon Donovan uh, grief, you know, for his comments last week. He was a hundred percent right. If San Antonio FC can get on you in that fifteen to 20, you know 15, 20 minutes, yeah, it's a completely different game than if they do not get on you and it kind of muddles down. Um, like I said, and I've said this on the main show here is, I think this I think this team's built different this year. You know, just the vibe that I get, um, even from the communications from uh, you know you know from Preston and, and, and the team there is this team is was built for the playoffs um they're built for, whether it's home or away they don't care um you know i you know i've i've heard you know you know i've heard uh um that they didn't care who won between rgv and phoenix that you know this team is confident that whoever that they face um at least in the west you know i think tampa brings a, i think tampa's a different discussion because that you know they are a great team um, out out east, but at least in the west, and especially with the remaining four, right. I don't think I don't think San Antonio is scared of any of the last four. Now that's not to say they can't be beat, because we know this game's played. But locally, what the refs? What has been? I hope they oh, they're right. rolling it. That's the only thing. Crap, handball yeah. or something. God, uh, God yeah. cards. That's what makes me nervous about the USL. Any USL game. I mean, we saw, don't put yourself in that position though. Like we saw the Novar guys. last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> the claw with the Novar last night. So I mean I hope that doesn't become an issue again tonight. But what what has been the vibe in the city? You know, I mean, I know UTSA is on an incredible run. Spurs season just started, so maybe they can eat eat up some of the coverage for SAFC, but how has it been from your perspective locally? You can start, Robert. I mean, UTSA, everyone's buzzing. Like, you go to the grocery store and you just hear people talking about it. Like, yeah, it's a thing. Everyone's excited. I, I can't say that the Spurs are as, uh, yeah. Yeah, Spurs aren't as hot right now. Yeah, they're not, they're not as hot a, a ticket as UTSA. But no, everyone's everyone's a buzz about that. And then uh, taking it personal, they're getting slided in the polls. Yep. So I think obviously the city's a buzz with, with UTSA. For obvious reasons, uh, you know it's you know even we've talked about UTSA and, and the run that they're on. Um, <clears throat> I will say from the San Antonio FC aspect, right? They've done more advertising locally, like on TV. Um, like you know, I was watching. You know, I recorded SmackDown last night, and they had a you know pretty cool commercial that that was on it. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, you know. I, if you're not on social media, and, and I know that's very rare that a lot most people aren't, yeah, at least I don't see a whole lot um, of the buzz, you know, going around uh, around town, especially when you compare it to UTSA. 
But it is, okay. I will I will give them credit. It is more like, you know, they've been on the radio stations. They've been on the TV a lot more. So they're trying to get their message out. Last week they said they had, what, 7,000? 7,003? Um, there, I don't know if it was quite that amount, but, you know, you know I'm not counting tickets either. Um, I would expect this one to be... I think this one will be close to a sellout, though. Uh, um, looking at it from my understanding with, with speaking with Edson, um, he felt that RGV was going to bring a couple hundred fans, most likely. Yeah. Um, and talking with, you know, a couple of the guys, you know, from the Stampede, they're going to have, you know, bigger than normal um, through there, which is part of the reason why the uh, supporters have been uh, separated. Yeah, I heard uh, that on the last show. I was so. kind of like a new uh, a new thing, maybe for us. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a new one. Um, I, I you know, I just think SAFC is being extra cautious um, for it here. You know, you know, uh, you know, for it here, just because this is gonna this is gonna be the biggest turnout. You know, with the stampede coming. Um, you know, like I said here, I think they're expecting a couple. There's also some rumors, um, at least earlier in the week. Um, and I think it's kind of gone down a little bit, uh, that, you know, the, one of the dynamo supporters was going to be making the trek, And I think there will still be a, a cup, a few of them, but, um, not, um, not as many as anticipated. So, and, and like I said here, it's, it's all, it's all about, if there was an incident, that would right. be the story and not what's, what the game is. Right. So. What did the club do to prepare for it and how could right. they not so. separate everybody? Yeah, um, so. What does the forecast look like for tonight? I haven't even looked at that. I'm a bad weatherman over here. Chilly. <laughs> <laughs> there were, we had a cold front move in. Um, the ninth low is supposed to be, what, mid-40s? Okay. So um, it's, you know, if, if we want to bring up, you know, other good vibes, uh, the year that the Scorpions won the uh, playoffs, uh, you know, the NASL title back in 2014. Soccer Bowl. It was chilly throughout that playoff run as well. So the first uh, last Friday was um, was uh, chilly. Uh, you know, most everybody was in hoodies and stuff. Uh, I didn't see many people walking around in shorts, but uh, I would expect probably very similar uh, thing there, you know, everybody's uh, gonna be wearing black, hopefully, with the exception if you're uh, from the the team that's not from the right place to be. <laughs> so I would say something else, but you know, we'll try to. Ah, <laughs> uh, so your thoughts on the weather tonight, Robert? Any any extra precautions that you're doing? No, I mean, it's like I said, the chilly. It's gonna be crisp. It's gonna be good weather. Um, I don't think it'll impact the game, you know. No, it, it uh, it's kind of cool to pull out some warm gear too. I think probably for the players, <laughs> it's the perfect perfect conditions for them. Yeah, definitely. If, if you're playing soccer, it's not hot. You know, it's, I don't even think it's supposed to be really windy. Um, What's the uh, over under on gloves? How many do you think we see tonight? <laughs> Four pairs of gloves. Uh, uh, probably none. <laughs> No, I think uh, I want to mention. I think I think I, one or two SAFC players had them last last week. Um, 
you know, I, I'm pretty sure RGV because they're soft will we'll probably be wearing more gloves. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see that over there, right? Too much. Well, you you get a lot of players from all over the world. So um, that last game that I went to, there was already gloves. That was three weeks ago, and you already had people with the gloves on. I think they they made it to where you can't wear the neck gaiters anymore, like like the players used to. A couple mm. of players, but I don't see anybody wear those anymore. I think they got banned. But yeah, the gloves come out. It's it's just kind of funny. It's a thing. Yeah, AJ's got a pair of gloves. He's look. One one one. I honestly think it's just a mental thing, because the gloves get yeah. wet, and then it's so cold because they're wet. But I just think it's a mental thing. <laughs> You, so, because you 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 do weather, right? I think is is my understanding. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh oh, gonna make me work. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Just where where you go from, like Guam, where like when I was stationed in Hawaii. You know, it's kind of like here in San Antonio. You know, it's going to be 80, 85. Oh, yeah. Afternoon thunderstorm that pops up just randomly. Tropical and, weather. Bam. And go through there. So how how is that kind of different over in, in, you know, Europe there where obviously it's more probably more like stateside, you know, where you get a lot more, ver you know, very uh, various weather conditions and along those lines. We have the four seasons here, so that's nice, you know, versus Guam was all tropical. But um, I believe forecasting the weather here on the European continent is very challenging just because, um, you know, you're not used to the patterns like the way you are in the U.S. because that's where almost everyone grows up and then that's where you learn your skill too. So it's uh, just a completely different animal over here. Um like I mentioned earlier, uh, I haven't seen the sun already for four days, and I probably won't see it for another <laughs> five days. It's just cloudy. That's just fall weather over here. Just like Seattle. <laughs> yeah, almost. You're right. So I, I thought it was more it. the northeast. Uh, you know, like you know, the, you know, gray and overcast is is yeah. the average. It, so is, I have a world map right here, and latitude-wise, we're on par with Canada, right? So we're way up north so it gets dark around 4 p.m here and you have to like tell yourself okay if it's not raining it's a beautiful day no matter how gray <laughs> and nasty it is if it's not raining what a beautiful day and that's like the only way you can get through the like fall winter and you're just waiting for that sun to come back it's wild so here's an interesting question for you you know just to kind of flip the script here USL is going to be talking about doing the more FIFA calendar instead of doing the uh, spring to fall, going more fall to spring. And I know the infrastructure in Germany is a whole lot different where, where it makes it more doable. Right. And the fans are, you know, that's, that's what the fans are used to. It's all it's ever been. But it's, you know, if you look at the size of the United States and the differences between the West Coast, East Coast, North, South, yeah. along those lines, do you think it's actually doable, you know, stateside or no? 
right like this topic comes up so much on reddit and like <laughs> everybody right but you know, you're a weather person so you have yeah, the better I, <laughs> or... <laughs> so i think usl's advantage to like maybe mls is the divisions right so there's more divisions in usl but what you would have to do is avoid the northern latitude cities during those winter months you know because the weather's so bad outside yeah for you us. The orange yeah yeah <laughs> and then so uh, like <laughs> just size wise right so germany is like smaller than texas for the most part you know so like it's so hard to wrap your mind around that when you're here and you're like, oh, we're going to go to a Dortmund match. Oh, that's two hours. Oh, that's far. Like I've already started. To, <laughs> yeah. I've already started to like think this yeah, way. Funny. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Meanwhile, funny. I'm like, oh, it's a 12-hour drive. That's yeah, doable. We can do that. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. So, um, I think it would be possible, but you it would be difficult. And I'm, I don't know too much of the advantages. I know they're starting to actually sell more USL players to European clubs. We've seen a couple of transfers this season. And, um, you know, maybe they're trying to make that more of their business model as expansion fees kind of wind down. They got to do something else to bring in some some revenue to the league so maybe that's a possibility these are at the december owners meeting is that right the annual meeting yeah so there there's two votes according to the athletic article um they mentioned one's the pro rel that i think is going to go forward um the winter calendar though i think that's going to be the more challenging one just you know for san antonio probably not a huge deal either direction True. But you know Pittsburgh, you know Detroit City that just made the made the jump. Although I think Detroit City would 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 turn out and support no matter what. Yeah. Um, but you know Hartford, you know is another team that, that that's up there. Um, we don't really have any upper. Well, West Coast really not the big deal. It's it's mainly that that upper that's Midwest, central block. upper Midwest, and through there. But you know you look at Colorado, uh, right. you know, elevation. Um, but Colorado's funny having grown up there, it's cold, but it's a dry cold, but as long as they're not, there's not a lot of moisture in the air, it, it, it's, it's doable, especially for two hours. Cause you know, people will go out and fish hunt, you know, ski. So, yeah. you know, I also think, you know, the, the, um, the amenities that you have it. And the reason why I talked about the infrastructure is it's, it's not so much, you know, one thing is, hey, well, fans tune in. The other thing is, our I don't think our pitches are set up for, you know, especially like in Colorado. Now, you know, they laid a, a kind of a synthetic, you know, turf, you know, on there. But, is it a hybrid or is it full? Yeah, it's a hybrid. It's okay. It, it was. It was. It was a uh, some coconut something type. It's nice. It's I'm European. I know that. Fancy, yeah. But does it have uh, the warmers? I guess is no. It doesn't have the warmers. That That's the issue. Out. Yeah, yeah. But they do have the drainage now compared to the last field that they had. Um, you know, at the old Widener Field, mm -hmm. you know, it you know just bogged down with water. So this one at least has the proper drainage. Is from what we've been told. You know, is, is what they've reported. But 
you know, if you're you're in Pittsburgh, you know, along those lines where you get snow, you've got to have that heated element. You know, obviously here in San Antonio, not a huge issue. Florida, you know, the South, not that big of a deal, but that would be there. So any other topics that you have, Robert, that you want to ask Max or me or? No, no I'm good. Else? I'm good. It was definitely good at chatting with you guys. That's for sure. And look forward to the game. Any questions you have for us, Max? Um, just uh, both of y'all are going to the actual match, right? Of course. All sure. right, man. I really miss miss those <laughs> nights at Toyota Field. So much fun. Um, yes, what man. an amazing fan base to be a part of. You know, um, I got to experience it from afar for a couple years, and then first opportunity I had uh, came out, and I remember my wife dropped me off under the bridge. I was so nervous, but everybody welcomed me with open arms, and it's been second family ever since. So, um, yeah. super excited. Let's get this win tonight. I'm going to sleep awful, but it'll don't matter <laughs> as long as we win. So. Hey, it's uh, almost five o'clock, so I'm sure you get your get your dinner, you know, for for uh, where you're at, and then uh, you know maybe maybe try to you know catch a couple hours of sleep. <laughs> But uh, thank you, Max, for coming on. I know I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I thought it would be kind of a cool story to kind of hear your day, game day experience. Robert, thank you for joining. You know, like I said, here, something you and I have talked about getting you on. So maybe yeah. this will be the first of a couple. There you go. Um, you know, when, when Royce or, or uh, Rafa is not here. Rafa, you know, I apologize. Uh, you know, your Mexico team uh, didn't get the job done. And, uh, Lo siento, amigo. And, uh, <laughs> Lo siento. <laughs> Let's be honest. If they play like they did it uh, on Tuesday against Canada, it Ooh. could be a rough. <laughs> does Canada. Does Tata get fired if they lose to Canada? Pl do, do you know where they're playing this match at too? In uh, uh, Edmonton, right? In Edmonton. Did you watch? Yeah. I don't know if you happened to catch. You the might Fury not have caught the the um, the Forecast. pitch. The pitch is on there. On there is on a. Old turf field where they play what CFL up there. <laughs> I watched it last night, so you know they're doing some home cooking for you know uh, for uh, like a, like the Oakland Roots, the Oakland Roots field. <laughs> yeah. It could be the rail. It could be the the the, the turf the, the That's turf like a rail. Quilt. <laughs> the Oakland quilt. <laughs> uh, oh, the the new quilt. Uh, oh my goodness. So, but, no. but you know just the. Just watching USL is so much fun. Like, what a what a fun league, right? Like, and you're even, able to watch it for free, right, on YouTube? Mm -hmm. On YouTube, nice. yep, yep. So, even when I was deployed two years ago, it's still on YouTube. It's perfect. You know, so you're if you're overseas. stateside, you got you know, and, and it's you know, it, it, if anybody complains about paying, I'm like, you know, get out of here. Um, <laughs> it just, yep. but having it on ES. The only thing I miss about it being on ESPN Plus compared to YouTube is YouTube. You used to be able to chat, you know, right. through there. And I won't lie, there was some very creative people, and then there were some people that you're like, "Dude, get out of here!" <laughs> yeah, YouTube comments are usually pretty, uh, pretty awful. <laughs> but so, I would remember yeah. doing that when I was in Guam, getting on those hey, chat. But it makes Reddit look good. <laughs> Only thing I ask is you need to get rid of all the baseball fields. Come on. Yeah. I get tired uh, of baseball fields. I know. And what was it? Uh, New Mexico's vote failed? Yeah, it failed. But That's it's – So uh, I've talked to um, Seth with uh, 
Somos Mas and, and Chris with the, the Seeking Strike. I think number one, it was just just a bad time to do it. But number two, the messaging that um, New Mexico put out, they really screwed it up. They, they didn't they didn't get the right message. It was, you know, they're per- even from them. They're like, yeah, they could have done so much better on on it. Um, however, the reason reason why they're not super worried yet. Is because now instead of going locally, they're going to go to the state, which that's what how Colorado got their stadium built um, was through some funds that are already allocated okay. um, for it here. So I think that you know this is just my you know fifty thousand feet away looking at it. Right. I almost wondered saying, okay, hey, we're going to do the local. Well, if it passes, great. If it doesn't pass, no big deal. We really want to go through the state anyway, so. And that's a team where the state kind of makes more sense, you know, because the branding is the state. So, so and I know Tulsa um, has plans, although not immediately. But I think Tulsa's um, in in a position to uh, be able to build one within the next few years. I think they're trying to stabilize, you know, from what they had. You know, number one, I think to see, hey, will the fans commit? Which I think they have. They put you know put out a whole lot of product, although. Um, AJ still, he's like, I still like the Roughnecks over FC Tulsa, you know, uh, for that hair, that rebrand. Yeah. Um, El Paso seems to be the one that everyone, yeah, as I was going to say, El Paso deserves one. Yeah. Well, but that's going to be the one I don't know if they will move because the owners that own El Paso own the baseball stadium. So they already and, control the venue and they control the venue and, you know, talking with seriously loco, there's no, there's no desire at this point to to do it. Now, I know USL a couple of years ago said, hey, you've got to have your own soccer-specific stadium, and that's kind of what prompted Fresno's situation partially, um, other than I think the owners wanted to get out of Fresno, and, and you know they're going to go to Monterey Bay, um, which will kick off this year. So, but yes, and the, Did the Fresno and things. Reno fold at the same time? Uh, I think, I think Reno was a was it kind of around that same sort of justification though, right? Like as far as the new league standards. So Fresno Fresno shut down because of stadium issues because they hadn't they couldn't they couldn't find a stadium. They couldn't get the county or city and county to work with them. And the owner I think always always had eyes on on Monterey Bay where he's at. Reno's a little bit Otter situation because there was no whispers of a stadium. Nobody was complaining about a stadium. Yeah, they were playing in a baseball stadium, but there was it, it, that one was completely out of the blue. Now, and, and you have to remember what the owner of uh, the Pacers um, is. It was part owner of that, so that's the one I think that caught everybody off. And of course, we're at that 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 stage of the season right now um, where you know. As I put on Reddit here, USL wants to get their good news out of the way, like Detroit City, and you know, you know, I think that'll be probably the only surprise expansion team that's coming in for 2022. Right. But we know the the, the bold haven't officially been announced that they're not coming back, even though every you know they're not moving. I thought they were going. There was rumors they were. Well, moving. well, they are. The well, 
the bold aren't coming back. They're selling their franchise rights to uh, from from reports to Donnie Nelson, you know, in the, in the Fort Worth area. I got it. But that hasn't been announced. I don't think Fort Worth plays next year. I think they're wanting to finish their stadium along those lines. So they're most likely going to be sitting out 2022. Um, the Vegas is a huge question mark because I know they were 50-50 uh, yeah. going on last year, uh, whether they were coming back and they partnered with LAFC. Um, I don't know if that happens again, you know, what happens with Vegas and then Charlotte's the, the other one out East, uh, that that's being looked at now, Charlotte's, uh, playing in the playoffs still, they've got a pretty good shot. Um, the team's been rumored to be up for sale, uh, up for sale due to, um, ownership issues, I guess you could kind of say, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, for that here without, you know, getting into that mess. Um, so the Charlotte's going to be one to watch kind of out, out in the East, you know, as well as to see kind of what happens. And then let's be honest, this is USL. This is lower league United States soccer. It's closed system. There's always a surprise. There's just as much as we talk about the growth and how we're improving on things. There, there's always one or two clubs that fold, um, unfortunately. So which is not something that you typically see over in Europe. No. <laughs> so, because they can they can go down naturally. So, yeah, they're really good. But uh, any final thoughts? We'll get you out. Uh, C, you know, CJ is uh, CJ or Trevino. CJ put it. You know, I cannot wait to see Pato suit it for Detroit and have them play on TV. Though uh, SAFC's Ollie into the mix. Um, but yeah, Detroit with Pato with uh, uh, Maxi. Um, and then the backup goaltender um, has had time, uh, Mondo with uh, SAFC. So that would be awesome to uh, to see. I would always hope that uh, Pato would be uh, returning to San, Ant San Antonio area. Um, I know he went to college at St. Mary's and um, played at Corpus Christi uh, with Ollie, but he found a better home uh, <laughs> with Detroit City. And he's done well. Let's Him and Maxie have eight goals apiece. <laughs> So, any final thoughts that you got? We'll start with you, Max. Uh, just want to say, go SAFC, Los Gatos Blancos. Let's go. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Let's get this yep, w. No. I echo that sentiment. Yes, definitely. Year two, Robert. Any final thoughts? <laughs> no, like he's Max said it all. Is Los Gatos Blancos. Let's go, Dos Acero. So I'll end this just like I did the first one. Don't be an asshole. Don't be the guy that gets arrested or starts shit. You know. You know, there, there, there's banter, but then there's starting shit to start shit. Don't be that guy um, or girl um, <clears throat> for that here because it can be either either way. Um, hope everybody has fun. Safe travels to RGV uh, fans and supporters. Stampede as you travel up. Um, it's going to be a late night, so hopefully you guys have got rooms and not making that trip back down because uh, that would be a long night because you figure the game's going to be what starts at 8, ends at between 10 to 11, depending on if it's extra time or not, um, and then to have to think about driving back down. Just be safe. Uh, hope everybody has a fun time. Uh, thank you for turning into this special edition of uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. We're out. What's life?